0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, today's the day. The rumors have been substantiated, the truth is out there, and we saw it with our own eyes. Eric Bieniemy is now the enemy of the rest of the NFL because he is our offensive coordinator, our assistant head coach. You saw him say it, you saw Ron say it, This was not some Twitter report. This was not some rumor. This is actual factual stuff. And yet people are still complaining. What did he say that was so wrong? What did he say to turn people off? Let's find out. We're going to go point by point through Eric B. press conference next. Be where your feet are. (laughs) Come <laughs>
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Command This. That was Phil in the intro. I'm your boy, Steve, and we got Dev live and direct. It's February 23rd. And tonight, we're going to react to the Eric bien press conference that happened uh, late this, early this morning at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time here on the East Coast. Uh, Dev and I have seen most of this. Phil has not seen this. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're just going to, Watch it, react, talk about it. Be sure to put your uh, your uh, comments and thoughts down in the chat as we're still going on along with this because we want to hear your thoughts too. It was a uh, quite a good event. I was extremely, extremely impressed. Uh, we won't get a, a reaction from Phil right now, but Dev, just off the cuff, uh, what was your immediate reaction after listening to this this morning,
2: uh, Steve? I felt like. Uh... I feel like Eric Bianomi won a lot of fans. If if you had if you had anything negative uh or any kind of you know other thoughts going into to Bien-Ami being a, a Washington Commander uh uh member, then a lot of those, you know things were kind of put to rest. Um uh, it felt like almost a head coach press conference. It didn't feel like a – it did. It, it, really it felt did. like Suge Knight. The best I could describe it, it felt like Suge Knight when he said welcome to Death Row. That's what it felt like.
1: Yeah, it it and I feel like and we'll get into it in just a second. When it was done, I felt like, man, this guy's gonna reunite the Washington fan base. And all I could think about was the Wu Tang song Reunited. Reunited man. WLP world excited struck a yeah. mash to the underground industry ignited. Like that's what I was thinking after the after the song. I mean after the press conference was over, it was like, man, I wasn't expecting that. But
2: by the way, is- Steve, uh, yes Steve, the uh Wu Tang clan saga season three is out now, on Hulu. Very whoop. good. Whoop, whoop. They're on tour in the season. Pretty damn good, man. You need to get Let's on that. Go. All right, without any further
1: ado. Uh, let's just get right into it. Ron Rivera leads us off, and he introduces Eric Biennium. Let's go. For our coordinator, uh,
0: process is ended. Uh, we've got our guy. Uh, it's a very long process for the most part, and that was uh, on purpose. We wanted to be very thorough. We
2: wanted to get the opportunity to, get to, to meet a lot of these guys. That's what we've worked on. where qualified not uh, yeah.
0: candidates, qualified um, candidates. A lot of good candidates, guys that we really got to talk with and spend some time. We tried to do that the right way. But we took our time on purpose because we wanted to make sure we had an opportunity to visit with uh, with all the candidates. And Eric Biennale was very busy
1: at the time. So uh, we really truly feel a we found bit the right guy. Uh, we just found a, a guy <laughs> that we believe can step up and you know be the guy that we're, we're looking for. Uh, he's going to be our offensive coordinator, our assistant head coach. Uh, and we're going to go from there. As far as those are Sorry, concerned, Jack. I know you guys have a lot of questions. So I want to go ahead and introduce to you guys, Eric <laughs> Uh
0: First of all, happy Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> no Dan tonight. He crushed it.
3: A little high challenge here. Uh, Her like a good tone. afternoon. Uh, first and foremost, Regressing let me just home. say this. Baby Shaq. It was an amazing 10 years having the opportunity to work for the Chiefs organization. So it goes yeah. without saying, i like to thank uh, Chiefs. Clark Hunt and the whole entire Hunt family. love to thank Mark Donovan, our team president at, with the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. Brett Veach and his staff, Yeah, and of course, Coach Reed. Coach it's Reed. has been an amazing journey.
1: That's the linkage. Know, getting
3: to this point and having the success that we've had over the years. But now it's time for a new challenge. And looking at these guys up front, Eric Biennium is fired up. He's fired up.
0: Pause right there. Yes, go ahead. So I did read – I didn't get to watch this, but I did read a lot of reports about this. Apparently there was a ton of players up? up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: All the receivers were there, I think. All the
0: receivers. There was defensive personnel there. There was. So you can tell the players are behind this move. That is already a good foot to start on. They know Beanie's reputation. He's a tough coach. Yeah. That's why he has... That's why Shady McCoy is out there trying to slander the man's name. Yep. Shady doesn't like him. Shady didn't didn't never like Beanie because Beanie didn't, I don't know, treat him like uh, an all-pro, even though he hadn't been one for a while. Yeah. But the players know this man's reputation. You know what? They say, you know what? This is how you win. Rivera... Del Rio, these are guys who are hard coaches. They're you know, they they're not ridiculously stupid hard, but they practice these guys hard. That They're known for that. So I think the is actually a good fit in that regard, and the players will respect that. Yeah, that's right.
1: Terry was the first one there, and as Sam Halleck then, he was like pointing at the seat right there, and then the rest was history. Let's keep going.
3: You guys will figure that out real soon. I also like to thank Jason – a man Mayhew, Stokes, and Coach Rivera for giving me this opportunity. He's got the linkage, to Mayhew and Stokes. accept this challenge, but also I'm just looking forward to, to helping us to climb to the next level. There we go. One thing you guys going to learn about me, I'm going to bring some energy, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Energy. But there's a journey that needs to be done, and we'll start that process. So with that said, I'm all ears.
1: See, not bad for his first initial words, right? Pretty good. Right. He kept it short and sweet too. And sweet. He I've seen co-
0: I've seen dudes get this spot and they're going on and on and yep. on. That was it.
1: Philosophy, bam. Questions
0: go. First question. I
3: thought you would be the first, Miss Nikki, since Nikki you jammed Dollar. me up at Super
1: Bowl.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Eric John Keim, ESPN. Why Washington? What appealed to you? Um, what appealed about this shot to you? Why not Washington? Look at all the talent.
1: Stop. Bam. Hashtag. Why not Washington? That's what all I need here. That's our new hashtag. People giving him so much shit for leaving the Kansas City Chiefs. Why not Washington? Look at all the talent I have right here. Look at that. Look at the banners we have right here, top and bottom. Why not Washington? I love that. It. Sold me, Phil. That so- I was fired up when I when I saw that.
0: I heard that. One. that now that one I heard about too. And I had said that. That had actually been my response to people like, why would you come to DC? I said, Why not? Yeah. Why not us? And that's that's a that's a mantra that has won a lot of championships with teams that people didn't expect yep. to be good. It's, why not us? Why not us? That's a question that when you ask yourself that question, you go, There's no reason why not. That's a mentality, people. It is love it.
2: Max. Love it.
3: Look at the players that they have. Look at the players. Okay. Look at the guys that they they have on defense. So I'm excited about this opportunity. I've known Coach Ron now since 1999. So relationships mean something. I've known Coach Mayhew for a number of years. And that means something. I've known Mr. Stokes for a number of years. And so I have no doubt about what they're building here. Obviously, they went to the playoffs uh, in the previous year. So they were basically real close this year of going. So I'm never, I have never, ever backed down from a challenge. So I'm embracing this challenge. I'm fired up. I'm excited. I'm excited when it's time to start talking ball with these guys, to start getting to work. But when it's all said and done with, why not Washington?
1: Why
3: not, did
0: you, I do want to point out knew, real thing. He knew it because he said it again. Yeah. He knows what
1: he's doing. I think it was pre pre-planned. I don't care. It's it's fantastic. And they did make this a point. At least I think I heard it four times, and then twice afterwards. I can't wait to start talking about when we are allowed. Like they kept saying that out there when it's legal. He just said it now. When it's legal, he said so, that.
0: To, he said that to Terry. Yes.
1: When when we are, allowed I saw to, that clip.
0: Yeah.
1: But I bet that's probably something they were advised to say. Uh, smart, smart, whoever uh, prepped him on that one.
2: feel like if you wanted to elevate John being a head coach one day, that you had to make this kind of a move to kind of get your, put your own full stamp See,
1: Already starting.
3: Being a head coach right now is not in my, in my thought process. Right now, here's what I'm focused on. I'm focusing on being the best coach that I can be today. Okay.
1: Already trying to figure out, you know, why did you leave the chiefs? You know, you, you why are you leaving the chiefs? Are you behind he's like, stop. I'm trying to be the best coach I can be right now. And John Kim doesn't have a bad bone in his body, but um, he, somebody had to ask it. And his John
0: Kime wanted to get that question out before everyone else.
1: And probably so. You notice how they gave him the first question. I guess he's, he's – well, no, he gave him the second question. Nicky's he's
3: the most right. balanced guy. Yeah. Most of everything else will take care of itself starting tomorrow. I live in the moment, okay? So I got to be implanted, and Nikki know exactly what I'm about to say. I got to be where my feet are. So right now, my you feet are right here.
1: Coach Ron's statement. Thanks Love for it. That. Um <laughs> Just Nikki Jabala, first of all, for the, with the Washington Post. Generally, what is your vision for this offense?
3: My vision is this. I just want to make sure that these guys understand that there's a way in which I know how to do it. But on top of that, I got to make sure that I, I'm putting these guys in the best situation to be the most explosive, the most dynamic, and also, more importantly, giving us the best opportunity to be successful. So awesome. That's one thing, okay? But when it's all said...
0: Shots fired, Scott Turner.
2: Explosive.
0: Pow, pow, putting, pow. Putting more guys, guys in the best <laughs> position to win. And that's a what a coach's job is. An explosive. We had a coach who tried to put square pegs in the round holes constantly.
1: That's a coach's job. Put your players in position to succeed. Skeet, skeet, skeet.
0: God Scott damn. Turner. Damn, damn it, I man. love that one. Thank you.
1: <laughs> now, there were people on Twitter who were upset, like, well, why didn't he really give his true philosophy? Like, dude, come on. He's not going to say, well, we're going to run a version of Andy Reid's East West Coast offense. We're going to – no. He he. It, w- it was a good response, okay? Well, there's plenty more of that to come. Don't worry.
0: This is not the place for that. It's
1: not. It's not. Introductory – Press conference done with we're gonna do this we're gonna play
3: hard we're gonna play fast we're gonna have a sense of urgency and a sense of purpose in everything that we urgency. do. urgency and that's where it starts okay and it's all about being accountable as well accountable understanding the fact that indirectly we all impact each other's lives so it's my job to make sure I'm doing what is right by them. But on top of that, they got to make sure that they're doing right by each other. Each other. So my envision right now is making sure that that process take care of itself. The X's and O's will take care of itself. These guys, they know football. Okay. They understand football. These guys are professional players for a reason. Okay. Now, only thing that's going to change the verbiage may change, you, you know, some of the route concepts, uh, the way we term them may change. But when it's all said and done with its football, and if we love what we do, we'll have the success that we need to have. Long as we're investing in the, in it the right way.
1: I will point out real quick uh, on Twitter last week. i on Twitter. Uh, Jordan Talmu, I mentioned it last week just to re- rehash this. He was on 106.7 a Fan, and he mentioned that uh, Eric Bieniemy calls plays different because he calls the play first, formation second, and it helps young players who don't know the playbook eventually with enough reps they know the play, They they the, the formation just comes that much quicker to them. And they already know what the formation is before the play is done being called. So that was a pretty cool concept for you guys to throw that back out there.
3: Eric, Matt Paris from the Washington Times. Nice to meet you. How you doing, Matt? Um, just curious, over the last
2: couple of days or when you were interviewing for the job, what did you kind of try and tell Rivera and everyone just why you were the right guy for the job and what was kind of the message that you wanted to get
3: across? More than anything, it was just an opportunity to spend time with everyone and just visiting with Coach Rivera, visiting with the entire staff, and just taking my time and just getting to know people. I think more than anything, when you come into an environment, the best best thing that you can do is just listen. And so I'm a great listener. I love to hear what has taken place. I love to hear uh, somebody – you know, the coaches, the assistant coaches and what they've done with these particular players and what they've done here is, uh, over the past few years. And sometimes just listening, you have an opportunity to learn and observe. And so that was the biggest thing for me, more than anything, just listening and having an opportunity to get to know the people. Because when it's all said and done with, and I know a lot of people don't like this, but this is a people's business. People, You got to be able to get to know the go, people. Girl. All right. And that's going to be my job, fellas. You're going to understand this. When I say this, it's my job to make sure that I can get to know the people so I can get the best out of the player.
1: You know that he's also talking to his players at the same time, which is pretty... I was about
0: to say this. It's almost like he's taking this opportunity to let these guys know now. Right? It's pretty cool. Expect this. pretty cool. He's not going to wait till minicamp to, to, to have this conversation. It's like, Look, you know when we can talk football. But until then, here's what you need to keep in mind to prepare yourself for what I'm going to bring to this table and I'm going to be asking of you. Because it's coming. I like that. Because you know what? It's putting it, – it it creates more of a we than a me. Yeah. I like Not, not a my way or the highway. I like this and and, and I think he is – now, granted – we don't know. We don't, we only hear things about how he is behind closed doors. Right. And it, it, it is a little different. But the enemy knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Everything he's doing here, every way he's answering the question, there is a purpose behind what he's trying to convey, either to the media, to the players, or both. And I think that that is very important because – we are setting the tone now because this is a make or break season for everybody. It is we got new ownership coming in everything. All right. This is make or break for everybody. So if you're going to set that tone, you need to do it now. Get it established before anything else happens. Right. Meow. Let's go.
2: Hey, Eric Sam
1: 48 with the Washington post. When did this job get on your radar and how would you describe the process of,
3: of getting here today? Well, um, the job, it was on my – I shouldn't say it was on my radar because obviously we've had uh, a number of things we had to take care of <laughs> over the past few weeks. But uh, <laughs> but knowing Coach Rivera, you're always in contact with the people that you've known for years. I followed Coach Rivera's career since our days when we were together with Philly. Obviously, he coached with the Chargers. He's done a number of things. Obviously, he had a great deal of success with uh, Carolina as a head coach, and now he's here. And so you always follow the people that had an impact on you. And so my whole thing is that, you know, these guys have given me this opportunity. And so I'm looking forward to sharing this space today and looking forward to working day by day and getting ready to chop this wood that we're going to start chopping here soon.
1: And specifically, what are the main differences and responsibilities
3: from KCOC to OC here? Well... The difference is this: is that now I'm the offensive coordinator here. Okay, uh, the rest of the stuff, me and Coach Rivera, we're going to work that out. I'm just excited and fired up about
1: the opportunity of getting to work with these men up front. Once again, talking to them. Hey, Eric. that's the second time the media was prodding him about the difference of, between Kansas City and here. That's twice. You know, what's the difference between that and this? And he's like, I'm the the difference is I'm the offensive coordinator for Washington now." It yeah, will work the rest out later.
0: Eric Pete Haley with NBC. You keep referencing a lot of the players who are here. Just what are some of your general thoughts about the
3: roster and the talent that's
1: available? Good question, Pete. Good well, question. I,
3: personally, I have a, a lot of thoughts. And I can sit here and point out all the great things that some of these guys have done throughout their career. But that's not important right now. What's important is this. I got to evaluate every player on this roster. And I haven't had an opportunity to do that. OK, a lot of these guys I've talked to at the combine, I've followed their careers and obviously we have played against each other. So I've had an opportunity to watch some of these guys play. So obviously there's some talent here, but I'm going to work through my job with with Mr. Mayhew on top of that with Coach uh, Rivera, Marty Herney and Stokes, just making sure that we're doing the right things and making sure that we are evaluating and doing what is right for the organization, for the team moving forward.
0: And a lot was made maybe about how Andy called the plays in Kansas City. What was your role necessarily? But here, you're going to be the main guy. How do you anticipate that? And do you think that is going to be a challenge? Or is that something you're really ready for? Three times. Fired up,
1: <laughs> Fired up and excited. Fired up and excited. Michael Phillips from Richmond. Um, did you have a chance to talk to ownership during this process? And did you get any questions answered about the sale process and how that impacts things? Uh,
3: so Coach Rivera was a lead uh, person in this hiring process, obviously had an opportunity to spend time with mr Wright and uh mr Mayhew just like I said but when it's all said and done with, with all that stuff that's none that's not my job uh, nope. title okay those guys will take care of that
1: thank you NBC he, sports Washington um help he keeps referring to Stokes is he talking about the Stokes who took over for Doug Williams like, I think there's yeah. a, a player personnel guy okay he is
0: all right important was it for you to have the uh, assistant head coach title? kind of on top of uh Mitch top Tischler.
1: Of well i think
0: it's yeah, very Mitch. important
1: for a
3: number of reasons and the beauty of it is me and coach rivera will work through that at the end of the day eric biennium is a ball coach at the end of the day eric biennium wants to know the people who he's going to work with eric Bienemy wants to make sure that these guys understand that you know we're going to learn to put consistent behavior on tape all right Consistency. also understanding that When we're playing for each other and doing things for the greater good of the organization, also seeing the big picture that this game ain't that hard. It can be a whole lot of fun, but it's going to be fun when you're making the necessary sacrifices to make each other better. There you go. That's some of the things that I'm excited about. Those are some of the things I'm looking forward to. And so when it comes to job titles and all that, you guys got to understand, yes, I am the assistant head coach. I am the offensive coordinator. My job is to get these guys to go out and do and be the best that they can be. So that's going to be my focus right now. Eric, Scott Abraham, ABC7, welcome to Washington.
2: Uh, You're a competitor at the end of the day, player, coach. You've gone through numerous
0: interview processes. Who asked that question? Scott Abraham,
1: ABC 70. Damn man,
0: he talks to Eb very differently than he talks to Carson Wentz, doesn't but he? Apparently,
1: remember that conversation. Welcome
0: to Washington, Eric.
1: How does it feel that two teams didn't want you, Carson? God damn, fuck Eric. I just feel Abraham. Kansas City didn't renew your contract.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did you notice that that wasn't the tone of voice. Well, I think
1: social media checked him. Pretty good after
0: after that, I think, kind of. Well, the the the, except for the Heineke Hive, God, they were all over that. Like, "Uh, oh yes, Scott Abrams asking the tough questions gave him fuel. Why don't we ask uh, Taylor Heineke? Hey, Taylor, how come you can't throw the ball anything other than sidearm? And anytime you throw to the right, you miss your target big time. Oh Oh, no, over the years for various jobs, it didn't work out. How much is that serving
2: as a motivator for you to, to prove those naysayers wrong, those doubters wrong, that you can be a head coach down the road and, and lead an offense? So,
3: and I'll keep saying this. Right now, I'm the, the offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. Okay, being a head coach, that's something. If that's to happen, it'll take care of itself. We've had a great deal of success. We've, we've won, what, five straight AFC Championship games, uh, three out of four Super Bowls. Uh, two out of those, we won. So being a head coach right now, it hasn't happened. It's not anything that's gonna impact me moving forward. Because the Damn. only thing I need to concern, be concerned with, it's what's important today. Today, I gotta be the best person that I can be. I gotta be the best coach that I can be. And on top of that, I gotta get these guys in this building to learn to trust me, to get to know me, but also understanding what the term accountability means. And so I have to be accountable to these men. All right. So, all that stuff about being a head coach, we could talk about that next year sometime. Right now, four times focus on the job. Attention question
1: almost four.
3: Find your response. You said the players, you need them to trust you. Yes, sir. How is that process? How do you get them to trust you to buy in what you're selling? It's a great question. That's about developing relationships. Okay. And you got to get to know the people. And that's one thing I think that gets lost in this, uh, this profession. Just because they're professional football players unnecessarily not necessarily mean you can't get to know them. These are the same guys that played high school football. These are the same guys that played college ball. These are the same guys that was drafted. I've been through that process. Okay. So at the end of the day, the only thing that you want to do is get to know the people
1: that you're working with. Let me ask you this question, fellas. Do you think what his comment he just said right there, they played college football, they played high school ball. I've been through that process. Do you think that relates to players as opposed to a coach who's never done those things, who grew up with their fathers being on the sidelines, but now you have a person, a coach, a player who's been through the same process.
2: Do you think that relates a little bit more than like a. I think, I think that lasts a little while. I think that every now and then you need somebody who is more of a disciplinarian than someone that's just a a ball coach. I think you can win both ways. I, I don't, I don't. I don't have a preference either or, but I think there are some negatives that go with being a, a players coach versus just a coach. Just as well, there's some negatives that come from not being, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're not saying be their friend. Right. Michael Scott. You're saying. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Joe
2: Gibbs was like that. A players coach? Well, he was a players coach. Guys love that guy, man.
0: Yeah. Yep, yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with anything Dev said. You can win either way. Um, I think that it works for some players. Other players, they I don't think they care less. It's a matter of okay. <laughs> HR guy's about to about to break out the HR bag. One of the biggest ideas when you biggest things is when you're gonna be the leader of a team, is style flex. You have to know how to reach someone on a level that they're going to respond to. Now, by all accounts, the enemy has had some struggle with that. That's why there's a lot of guys who don't like him in the league.
1: It's not like position flex, right?
0: No, it's not like position flex. You're talking
1: about no. leadership
0: style flex. This is called this is this is this is called flexing your teaching style. Ugh. Now, by all accounts, I think that the enemy's taking his approach. But he's also kind of laying it out here. This is the kind of guy I am. I'm going to relate to you. I want to get to know you, which I think that if – I bet you that's something he's probably picked up along the way as a coach. Get to know the players. You don't need to go through – you already can relate to all the other basic stuff. Let's get to know you because I got to learn how you learn. I gotta learn how you think, how you feel things, how you sense things. Absolutely, because that's how I'm going to get through to you. All right, because not everyone has the same learning style. Everyone no, and and, and I, I, this, this is something that's I've true. learned in in that's role true. in managerial roles is that I and I used to be the kind of guy that would throw everything out there on a new employee just to see what would stick. Right, I would throw. All my methods of teaching you at once and then find out how you respond. Right. That's and that's what you do. You got to find out how this person thinks. All right. Terry McLaurin may not be as responsive to certain methods of instruction as a Jahan Dotson. So you have to learn. You communicate with Terry one way. You communicate with Jahan another way.
2: It's just like having kids, man. Some of the kids you got to put your hands on. Some of them you don't.
0: That's so, it, I mean, uh, exactly. And right got, now, hey, look, all these players, you're all Eric's children. <laughs> some of y'all getting the paddle, that's right.
2: Some of y'all getting spanking, some of y'all just getting loud talking to them, and you. Get your lesson learned,
0: and some yeah. of y'all gonna be taking it once you corner and the
3: people. Now it gives you an opportunity to motivate and inspire. Everybody takes information different, all right. So you got to be able to objectively be able to reach them in a certain way so Very that's scary. my job didn't i just him say that <laughs> right now
2: hi hi eric heather mcdonough nbc 4 also welcome to washington thank you was it going to need to be uh what was it going to need to be i guess for you to leave kansas city a place
0: that you had so much success um what kind of deal was it going to have to be whether it's the play calling um you know for to leave such a great situation that that you seem to be in it's like
1: the fifth
3: question so, I'll say this. In 10 years, we've had a great deal of success. He's already he over is. that shit. Yes, For he is. the past five years, I've been the office coordinator. We've had a great deal of success. It's been 10 years. I was blessed and fortunate to have that opportunity and share that space with some amazing people. Okay. But one thing in this profession, you learn comfort is the enemy of progress.
1: Okay. So when it's all right there, that right there. Comfort is the enemy of progress. You get you gotta get outside of your comfort zone if you ever want to progress in life. You know, you get when you stop progress when you're stagnant, it's usually because you're comfortable in
0: what you're doing. Joe Rogan said something. Um, I know it's gonna be so controversial for some people to hear his name, but this is actually a great piece of advice. Advice. This is something I had to learn when I, when I decided to start, you know, stop just being a fat ass eating chips all day. And, and and binging on, on, you know, carby foods. um. And got my ass back into the gym and lifting. You have to learn to be comfortable with discomfort. Yeah. It's the only way you're going to move ahead. You have to learn That's to be it. comfortable with discomfort. And believe me, physically speaking, I live with a lot of discomfort. <laughs> my it. shoulders are shot. My knees are shot. I'm still in the gym four days a week. um, Lifting and all that. Don't let the belly fool you. But um that's such a true statement. You have to learn to be comfortable with discomfort. Yep. That you, you, that
2: say you, say it again for the for the people in the back.
0: Learn to be comfortable with discomfort. Right. This is how you're going to move forward in life Man. because progress is a series of uncomfortable things comfort is the enemy of progress. I
3: love one, it. I don't like being comfortable. So, I'm about accepting challenges and moving forward. So, this presents a challenge to me, all right? Also, it presents a challenge to come and work with such a great head coach and and a head man. But on top of that, I'm willing to embrace this journey. Okay? And my job is to embrace this journey with the people that are in this building right now. Okay? Embrace this journey with Mr. Wright. With Mr. Mayhew, Stokes. With Mr. Revere, Fred Stokes. All right, and Mr. Stokes, wherever Stokes. he is. And there's a number of great deal of coaches Eric on Stokes. this staff. We're going to embrace this journey together. And we're going
0: to
3: have some good days, we're going to have some bad days. But you know what? They ain't going to change our behavior. Okay. They ain't going to change our focus. And that's not going to change our determination. So we're going to focus on the prize, but we're going to focus on the prize one step, one play, and one day at a time.
0: Can pause for a second. I think another group will just real quick, uh, ready to. there's this he's not he's he's smiling throughout this whole thing Mm -hmm. right like you know when he feels like he's on a roll with his words he's he's smiling right like you it disappears when people ask him the same question five six seven times in a row in different ways because it's like jesus people already addressed this but then he gets back to his point he's smiling but it's not that like i'm trying to sell you that i'm happy like i really think that there's an excitement about him to take on this challenge. Like, all right, you know, the Chiefs was a good situation. I helped make it better. Here's a situation that's not quite to the level where the Chiefs were. Let's see if I could I want that challenge. There's, yeah. there's something in there. Like, he is so ready to, to make his mark and prove a lot of people wrong and at the same time see more success. There's this – I'm, I'm – I'm liking the fact that he is he he he's saying nothing and saying a lot all at the same time. Right. There is there is and- that smile he gives you, let's be the way he's smiling, let's know. Yeah, he's he he sees the big opportunity here and a lot of people don't understand it. And come the end of next come the end of the season, if things go his way, that yeah. smile is gonna be permanent. So I'll come in the jumbo tron here. There is
1: one thing that kind of not concerns me, but I wanted to point it out, and I think I said it in our group chat before. He mentioned something on this last clip that we just talked about about one step at a time, one play at a time, one game. At... So he's he's trying to instill patience with us as fans into the media, right? Uh, that's what you heard too, right?
0: Basically, that's what he should do.
1: That's correct. what he should do. But the Bigger picture, when you step back and look at look at the bigger picture, is maybe they've been reassured that they're not going anywhere if a new owner comes online. That's what I was trying to say when 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 um, Ron was talking before. Is maybe he's safe? Maybe they've been assured that they're safe no matter what, at least for this year. Because well, I definitely uh, said for this year, but you know not, what I'm saying? Why, why, why wouldn't people? A new team I think I don't know, but why would why would people? I if think, a new owner's coming next year, why would he be like All
0: right, I think it's tempering expectations? Don't expect you know Terry McLaurin to be Tyreek Hill immediately. Don't expect Sam Howell to be Patrick Mahomes immediately. You know, and don't expect Brian Robinson to be Kareem Hunt immediately. You know, too the, late. <laughs> but it's tempering expectations a little bit like look, they're installing they're installing his offense. It's not Scott Turner's. You don't have a guy who's been there for three years. And a lot of the players know the verbiage, everybody's learning something new here. Yeah. So because of that, he does have to it's like, look, take it down a notch. We're gonna mean we're 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 doing something brand new. So we gotta do it one step at a time, one right. at a time, one game at a time. But realistically, when you're trying to build, that's this is what you do. Right. All right. You you you're not in a position that you can afford to look ahead of anything except what's right in front of you. We're not going to go into this season as a big a big YOLO. We got it's, it's it I hate to say it. It's a Kirk Cousins
1: kind of you got to trust the process sort of thing, but I kind of believe it when it comes out of Eric Bieniemy's Biennemi,
0: mouth. It's, oh no, I believe it when Kirk Cousins does it too. That man's yeah. systematic as all hell, but yeah. um no, I get what you're saying. You know, with Eric Bieniemy, there's there he's got a process in mind. You can already see it all right he knows what he wants to do. He's got enough flexibility I hope to make it work for what he's going to be working with but I like that he's tempering the expectations because hey those of us who know how you know instrumental he was in Kansas City um you, it's easy to get too excited. And I think, oh my God, division title this year, yeah. right now. Top yeah. five offense. <sighs> yep. Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither will this offense. So can't lie,
2: though. I wish football season started tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Same here. We got to get go, through. Go, uh, go, go, just hold yourself over with some XFL. We'll there talk you go. About no so
2: sleep till t- no t- t- football season. That's right. All
3: right, and training camp is that time when we start building together. With all the blood, sweat, and tears that we're going to share, we're going to have good days, we're going to have bad days. There's going to be some days Jack Del Rio and this defense, they're going to beat up on us, okay? The only thing I want to know is how we're going to respond, okay, and handle the adversity when presented with that. That's how you Pause. measure good teams, and that's what this is about.
0: A, he's right. B, I like the fact that he mentioned Del Rio by name and acknowledge the fact that this defense – is ahead of this offense.
1: Yeah, because he said it up front too. Remember,
0: exactly. They he knows. He knows. Yeah, he knows what he's getting into. Anyone who doesn't think he doesn't know exactly what he's getting into, I, you know what? If you're an offensive coordinator and you know you got a great defense, it, you just know that you're going to oppor- get You're going to get more than your share of opportunities to get it right on offense and
1: and, and play play into each other's strengths. You know. Control the ball. Control the ball. What a noble concept.
3: <laughs> like I said, I'm ready to embrace this journey. I'm fired up. I'm excited about this moment. And like I said, I'm looking forward
1: to it.
0: Eric David Aldridge. With the Mr. Aldridge. Mr. Nice Mr.
3: Aldridge. <laughs>
1: Welcome to DC, my man. Uh, what are your non-negotiables as an offensive coach, as a coordinator with, with your players?
3: Lack of details. And understand this, I, I say that, and nothing is ever perfect, okay? But one thing that's very important to me is learning to make second effort a habit. So if you can't play with any effort, I, I, I got a personal problem with that because it requires no guy-given ability to play with second effort. No God And given I'll say ability. this once again, all right? Everybody in this league gets paid, and you don't necessarily always have to win pretty. If you go in and fight for 60 minutes and you're straining the finish and you're willing to make that necessary block downfield as a receiver to spring a back or the back is necessarily uh, picking up a blitz, ready to fight him and, 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 and put hands on him until the echo of the whistle and giving, giving the quarterback an opportunity to throw it downfield, that's what it's about. okay? But we got to learn to like each other. We got to learn to embrace the process, but also, too, we got to learn to strain to finish. If you've ever wanted anything in life, you got to fight for it. And that's one thing we're going to learn to do. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily always have to be pretty. Because when it's all said and done with, the only two alphabets that matter is a W or an L.
1: That's what it is, a W and L. It, he said right. it doesn't require any God-given ability to give a secondary effort.
0: Play hard. Play to all the right. I'm going I'm to tell you why this one hits home with me it's so hard. All right. My high school that I went to was the third smallest high school in the state of Virginia when I was there. And they went to three state semifinals in four years. Right? When you have that shallow of a student body, you have that shallow of a talent pool. This was not a team. These teams that we had were not super talented, super athletic, but nobody, I and, I and I say this with all honesty, I came from a school where they had great teams and lots of talent to this school. When I came down to Virginia, I've never been around a people, group of people who worked harder. I mean, come on. We ran with two guards, our starting guards. We're 6'2, 140, and 6'2, 160. They should have been blown off the lines just off of sheer lack of stoutness. But they hit you like you said something about their mother. That's effort. That's drive. That's determination. That's imposing your will on the opposing player. That speaks so much to me because I was not, I'm not a natural athlete, never have been. But if I'm on that field, you're getting 150% of my effort. All right, and I always conditioned myself that I could give as much effort in the fourth quarter as I could in the first. So y'all were a bunch of y'all are a bunch of rooties, bunch of them, bunch of them. (laughs) But you you know what? And by the way, threw the ball four times a game. So it was a grind. We ran thirty-two dive, thirty-one dive, thirty dive, thirty wham, thirty-two wham. Which bone? I. We ran power eye. Power eye. One receiver, one tight end, three backs. That's right. Love it. We ran. We ran. I mean, seriously, it's funny. They do this thing, coaches talk on the Friday night football show after the news, and all these coaches have these uh, plays. They you know they 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 talk about. They bring a coach in and they diagram their bread and butter play. Ours was thirty two dive. (laughs) Thirty (laughs) two dive. And you know what? You want to talk about? How do you win 10 games a year out of 12 or 13 running the same damn play 25 30 times a game? Damn. You do it because you're putting in effort, work. These this is this is something he's he's really 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 touching on such a basic root part of being successful in anything. Yep. But especially in a game like football, this is such basic stuff. And I think sometimes when you get professional, you forget that. Because now you're getting paid big money, right? You got other things to worry about. You got investments. You got family. You got friends. You got to get back to the real raw basics, all right? You go out there and you spend 60 minutes and you throw the hardest punch you can into the guy in front of you's mouth every single time. God, this... (laughs) yeah let's go this is the kind of okay I know a lot of players don't like him if I were a player this is the kind of guy I would go just balls out
1: run through a wall for you
0: oh yeah all that matters
3: I don't care how we get it as long as we find a way to get it together
1: also um, who taught you about the importance of accountability
3: said it one more time excuse me
1: Who taught you about the importance of accountability ooh
3: that's something I've learned throughout my entire career you know uh, as a player having an opportunity to be a personal protector on punt team okay also uh, as a player having a protect the quarterback on third down
1: pass pro also
3: as a player just taking tape home to study all right um, and on top of that just always not wanting to get the quarterback hit so accountability You know, indirectly, we all impact each other's lives, okay? And it's one thing that I learned as a player that I really didn't think about, you know, when I was going through it, but I learned it, how important it was to be accountable to players. But the older I got, I also learned it was important to be accountable to coaches because if you take work home and you're investing into your particular assignment or your particular job, it says a lot about you and your character because when you're doing that, you're helping taking care of my family. Okay. Yeah. And my job is to make sure that I'm investing, doing all the little things necessary, studying tape, studying at home, making sure that I'm providing you guys the right information so you can be at your best. And I think sometimes it gets lost. So I learned that many moons ago when I,
1: you think uh Kyler Murray would take offense to that? Yeah. <laughs> With all the reported uh video games that he
0: supposedly supposedly is playing. Maybe? So let's let's stop for a second here. you you know, BNB played nine years in the league, right? Yeah as a backup running back. A disposable position. Now, how do you make a nine-year career when you're five seven? At the time, 207 pounds. I don't care if it was 91 when he started. That's small Rudy, then. Rudy. You find a way to become valuable. Be you value create value. And you can only create that value if you're not super talented. He wasn't enough to be a consistent starter. He only started one game his entire career. But by the way, out of uh, 66 possible games, I think it's 66, he only missed. Two. He was on the
1: Saints. I remember him being on the Saints. No, I don't, I don't remember on, that. Either. He was on the Chargers, Saints.
0: the Bengals, Chargers. and the Eagles. I remember those. I'm trying to remember Tech Bowl. Tech Bowl was on the Chargers. I'm, Craig I'm the Hayward. Sure, right?
2: <laughs> uh, 34.
1: Craig Hayward. Maybe that's who I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah,
0: Hammerhead Hayward. <laughs> Steel yeah. Hammer. Okay. Oh, Ironhead. Yeah, Iron Ironhead, Ironhead Hayward. But. I mean, you, you look at it, none of his stats, blow you away. I mean, he in, in a nine year career, he ran for 1500 yards, right? His best season was with the Bengals 95, 98 carries, 381 yards. Mm-hmm. We had two backs on our team put up more than that. Sure did, right? But he wasn't a great receiver either. Uh, I mean, he had, you know, a couple, he had, you know, one year with 43 catches. The rest of the time, it's, you know, 32, 31, 27, five, two. I mean, you know, 146 receptions in his career, and you know, and 1,500 and 387 carries. But he made himself valuable, you know. He returned kicks when asked to. Um, he was a gunner on special teams. Third down back as far as, you know, being a pass protector he just he filled in all those little niche roles. Yep. And if you're not the most talented guy, well, you got to be the guy with most effort. And that's one thing he always had a reputation of as a player. Like he was just that dude who always found a way to do just that little extra that you didn't expect from him. Yeah. So.
1: You know the difference between ordinary and extraordinary is that
0: extra, little extra. A little something extra. Bro, I've had enough of these damn meetings like you have. <laughs> <laughs> that was my uh, waiting, waiting
1: reference.
3: You always envision it uh, in a different way. But like I said, I've been there for 10 years. I've accomplished a lot of things there. You know, uh, it's, it was a great organization. It was a great time. There was a lot of family that has been made there. But now it's about broadening my circles, okay, and expanding and getting to know my new family. Yeah. Okay, and having an impact in helping yeah. this team and this organization to accomplish goals and uh, 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 things that we want to strive for. Bud so see it. You learn how to focus, all right? But you got to be able to process it. You got to put it in a different category. So did I have a plan? Yes, I did. Okay, but that wasn't going to impact anything that we were looking to strive for throughout the course of the past season. All right? it did not become a distraction but when it was all said and done with when it was time to move on it was time for me to go and accept this new challenge and embrace it
2: coach yes, man, Darren Haynes WSA 9 Darren uh, Haynes. To Washington DC uh, it's been well documented that you wanted to be a head coach but I want you to describe that moment when you made that decision where you were when you decided I'm going to come to DC
3: well, it was shortly after the Super Bowl <laughs> Uh, We had got everything arranged, and I was ready. Now, obviously, it was uh, throughout that process, and the past two weeks has been physically and emotionally draining and in a good way, all right, because we went from winning a Super Bowl to coming back, flying back in town, getting acclimated, uh, going through exit meetings, and then uh, going through the parade. But I knew when I landed back in Kansas City what was in store. So, I knew that
1: it was time to to move on. So, you talk. So that tells me right there, because you know, Ron Rivera came off the Andy Reid tree. Him, him, and Andy Reid are close. So there was no secret. I am sure him and Andy Reid had multiple conversations about taking this position, and I would be willing to bet that it was already a done deal before the Super Bowl ever kicked off.
0: Oh yeah. He wanted to come here before most of y'all even thought he was going to interview here. Right. That's how far behind we are in this information people. Yeah. When we find out stuff it's well after we find out that they're going that they're considering a decision, well after the decision has been made.
2: What a fr- what a breath of fresh air that is. We usually find shit out before yeah. the coaches did, you know, like, <laughs> like hell, he was like, "Hey, man, what do you think about Alex Smith being uh, our new quarterback?" Uh, Coach Gruden,
1: huh? What? Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good, good pull, Dev. I I totally forgot about that one. Where did? How did you find out about Alex? Uh, social media. You guys are telling
2: me right now. <laughs> I think and wanted to ask him. He'll... <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, Jay Gruden's the gift that keeps on giving.
3: I was over at Kirk's
2: house and all of a sudden he was saying he was about to move. I didn't know.
3: About the different waves of uh, of emotions that I experienced. Just having that opportunity just to say goodbye to the players. Spending that time uh, throughout the parade of uh, just feeling the emotions from the, the fans. And so I knew exactly what I wanted to do and this is why I'm here. <laughs> but one thing you guys have learned about me, yes, I'm a, I'm very appreciative and thankful and grateful for the opportunity that was presented. But on top of that, okay, when I knew I was getting on that plane, I knew exactly what was going to take place.
2: Oh, like can just confirm. Obviously, since Ron Rivera yeah, took he over, has had get some this ups job. and downs, and Coach Rivera has definitely had has, has this team trending up. What made you choose Washington despite all of that? Like I said, okay, you guys have
3: gotten to know Coach Rivera for the past few years. Coach Rivera is a man of integrity. Okay, he's a great leader of men. Leader so, of men. who wouldn't want that opportunity to come and work for a man of such high character? So, this is why I'm here. And then
2: I'll say this again: I'm not afraid of a
3: challenge. Positive,
2: positive. Okay? man. I've had ten years of. God damn it, hey man, Eric B. understood the motherfucking assignment, bro. I mean. Yeah. I- that's all I wanted to say. When, when they told him we had a press conference today, he understood the motherfucking assignment, bro.
1: Put you in the jumbotron. Say it again.
2: Hey, Eric B., you understood the... It was like Suge Knight at the Source Music Awards, man. Welcome to Death Row. That's what he was saying. Yeah. He understood the assignment, man.
0: He sure did. He Here's the thing. I know a lot of our fans have... They, they want Eric they want Ron fired immediately. Eric B is sitting here telling you, Nah, man. Ron, Ron this, guy.
1: this guy, got me. I'm here for Ron. That's what I took from that.
0: You know, other people didn't don't haven't believed in me. Ron's believed in me. Right. I've known Ron for over 20 years. Right. Y'all only known him for a couple. You're getting a pay grade.
2: No more responsibility. More power.
0: So so if if, 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 if the run? enemy's Eric B, is Ron, Ron Kim? Be, uh, Eric, Eric B and
1: B Ron, B and Ron Kim? Kim. Ron Kim. Eric B <laughs> and Ron Kim.
3: <laughs> Success Good with on. the Kansas City Eric Chiefs. I said it before. I say it again. Comfort is the enemy of progress. Okay? You can't be afraid of leaving a great situation to help yourself to grow and expand. All right? And then on top of
1: that, you all. Also- that was me. Just left my current job of eight years. Shout out EB. Motivate me. Always got to be
3: willing to expand your circles,
1: all right? To expand your
3: family members, to remain flexible in how you see and view things. And so this presents a whole entire new challenge that I'm willing to embrace, but also excited about it because I know the potential that's here. And I know that's a dangerous, uh, dangerous word, okay? But I know the potential that's here, all right? So yeah, I'm fired up. I'm excited.
0: Hey, Eric, J.P. Finley, NBC4, most JP successful Finley. fan.
1: Um, a lot of your former players, both after the Super Bowl, Mahomes and Kelsey,
0: Tyreek Hill this past week came out and said how you push them to become better players and better men. How do you, I mean, you're talking different people, different positions, different players. How do you know when to push, when to prod, when to pull back? How do you
3: figure that out? Well, it goes back to just what I was just discussing. You have to get to know the people. OK, you got to develop relationships with the people. Once upon a time, I was a high school player. Once upon a time, I was a, a collegiate player. And once upon a time, I was a, a professional ball player. But the thing that I had that I thought every coach did a great job of was that they did a great job of getting to know me. OK. And so these guys, nothing has changed. All right. It's my job to continue developing those relationships, because when I was a college coach, you had to get to know the guys. You had to go out and spend time with them and getting to know their family members. So what's changed? The only thing that's changed is hell. They stepped up another level. Okay, they're getting paid for it. No, well everybody's getting paid now in college. Hell, uh, but uh, <laughs> but M-A-L. these are the same young men, all right, that were being recruited. And so the dynamics of the relationships and how you build relationships and establish relationships with people that does not change. It's about sitting down and getting to know the people.
1: There's no way he's not going to install Andy Reid's offense, right? He is not going to keep Scott Turner's offense. There's no way. He's
2: not keeping
0: Scott so, Turner's the
1: offense.
2: One, the one thing. He'll put his own stamp on it. The one thing I'm going to tell you all to be be worried about, I remember the feeling after the Albert Hansworth press conference. Yeah. I remember how the feeling was, I can't wait for football to start. Albert Hainsworth nailed everything, every question. Albert Hainsworth was awesome. <laughs> and then look I remember happened. that, man. Just saying. But Hainsworth
1: – Temper our expectations that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Hainsworth though, we we knew he he had some he, he had the potential to be great. And we also knew he had the potential to, you know, stomp on a dude's head. Yeah, sixty percent of that situation. And Bobby, then we put him in the three
2: four. I and still think that was sixty percent
0: in that situation, <laughs> man. And then and then and and All then right. he failed and then he failed his conditioning test because um, he had to time. take a shit. Motherfucker shouldn't even have to do a conditioning test.
2: It's no, stupid. that's like telling Trent you know, Williams
1: to do a conditioning test. Hey tests. man,
0: hey, yeah, but he failed.
2: He failed <laughs> hey, it hey, for Lamar, eight, you eight run, days in, run, in a row. Forty like you did your rookie well, season. Hold on, right hold hold your
0: on. Let's be real. He failed it eight days in a row. Lindsey Zarniak passed the damn test. Man. He keeps Lindsey Zarniak
2: in good shape. No, huh? you know, Lindsay Zarniak's in pretty good shape, but she's not no a professional shade. athlete. Lindsay Zarniak's in pretty good shape, man. I'm sure she goes to a gym. I'm pretty sure she has a physical trainer. All
1: right, we got three minutes left of this interview. Let's wrap it up here. We're gonna do whatever
2: you the hell have to Lizzie Zarniak
1: to.
3: that's, that's all that matters, okay? And one thing you guys are gonna hear me talk about, I'm not a numbers guy, okay? You can ask, you can go back and do all your research uh, and look at all the press conferences I've like done. Numbers. I'm not concerned with numbers, huh? I can care less. What a runner rushes for. I can care less of what a quarterback throws for. I can care less about what stats a receiver or a tight end may have receiving. The only thing that matters is did we win or did we lose? So we're going to play complimentary football. We're going to do whatever the hell it takes for us to be victorious. That's all that matters. And if we're doing it the right way, guess what? The numbers will take care of itself.
0: Victorious. Hey, Hair. No, I the athletic, bro. Uh, congratulations thank you the uh I know you said you're, you're 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 focused on the moment you're not worried about the past or the future I think a lot of your supporters that are not quite caught up to there yet there's still people who are upset that you were not given the opportunity to be a head coach and don't love the journey to this point what do you say to those people who are still fighting the fight of why you should be a head coach
3: well I'll say this and Kudos to them, and they're and everybody's entitled to to their own stance and their own Talking about positioning. Shady. My job is to eliminate all the distractions. That's right. Okay. My focus right now is here and now. I can't worry about the things I can't control. The only thing I can worry about right now is taking care of the business at hand. That's handling this press conference. After this press conference, we're gonna keep it moving. We're gonna start getting to some football stuff. The rest of everything else, as far as this journey is concerned, that will take care of itself along the line. Get him EB. Congratulations.
1: Thank uh, you. Andy Reed being one of those people who's been one of your supporters. What did Andy and Patrick Mahomes do to kind of make you a, a better coach and put you in position to succeed here? Patrick Mahomes. Well, my did relationship with coach
3: Reed goes back uh, a number of years. It goes back to when he was recruited uh, question. uh yeah. you know, Agreed. in Southern California and him playing, uh, against some of my high school coaches. So I've known about coach Reed for a number of years. And, um, uh, Coach Reed has had a, a huge impact on my career. Obviously, I had an opportunity to play for him, but you know he's a consistent individual. Um, he's a creative mind. The thing that he's done a great job of is getting me to see the big picture with everything. And he was just an, an outstanding person and sometimes like a father figure. You can go and talk to him, but also, too, he he wore that head coach title for a reason. I can't tell you how many times he threatened to fire me. <laughs> so <Ooh. laughs> I to that point at times. Ooh. But he's taught me more importantly about consistency, and that's probably the most thing that I can speak highly of more than anything. Coach Reed is the same person that you saw when he walked in that building in 1999 with the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's the same person today in 2023 like it
1: that's not a compliment thank you guys. <laughs> and that concludes the press conference not bad huh I'm in not bad so so I'm what, in dev final thoughts what do you think did we get a
2: Man, thumbs up, thumbs he down? talks he talks to talk very well bro and I mean he's walked it at least revived for, for six years straight so I, I mean I, I'm not until he doesn't I'm gonna say he's he's doing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm gonna believe in what this guy has to say until he shows me otherwise. I haven't seen anything to show me that he's anything less than advertised. It's like having Brian William, Brown uh, Mitchell, yeah, fucking offensive coordinator. Um, but yeah, I, I like I like the enemy. I've always liked the enemy. It's just that I always felt like, man, you know, what's going on? Why ain't this guy getting a job? There's there's guys that don't get jobs or don't call plays. Pittsburgh has a black coach that never called plays, man. He's got a, one of the best coaches in the league, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you, you can't use that as a as a total excuse.
0: I can tell you why, all right? I think that the enemy's kind of matured with age. Um, he's One of the things he was known for as a player and early on as a coach is that he could – he was a love him or hate him kind of guy. Those who loved him, loved them. Those was, who hated, what's
2: the him, was with the Tennessee.
0: hated him, like him badly. Like, he could rub people the wrong way big time. And, you know, I can see where a younger version of a guy like that walks into an interview, completely rubs the, the, the people in the room the wrong way. You don't get the job. But I think that you, when you do that enough times, you begin to realize, oh, the common denominator is me. Maybe I need to kind of reevaluate how I go about these things, you know. And what, that's- what was the
2: coach's name that went to Florida from the Raiders? it uh, was a young Tennessee, oh. jumped back and forth, the coach?
1: Mike Vrabel?
2: No, no, young guy, man. He, he looked like Gruden, but he wasn't. He coached, he went to Alabama to be the OC. Man, y'all know what I'm talking about. He kept stealing recruits. Lane Kiffin? Yeah, Lane Kiffin. Kiffin. You remember you remember how Lane Kiffin would just rub me with the wrong way everywhere he went? Like that's why that's why I'm saying it's not I, I can't solely say unless what you're telling me is because he's black. You know what I'm saying? This is what I saying. because he's black, you can't get away with that kind of shit. Uh, I and and I would I would believe that. I I would accept that as an acceptable answer. Except all I'm saying is Pittsburgh has a coach just like that who didn't call plays. It's kind of outspoken. Got a job. You can't tell me the Rooneys are the only non racist owners in the NFL. Are the Roonies the only people that like niggas in the whole NFL? <laughs> like, I, I, honestly, like, like it can't be the case. And Washington, Washington is the blackest no. NBA. Like, when you no. want to be in the NBA, you join Washington. That's the blackest team in the league right now. Let me Who
0: tell you, let, let, me, let me let me tell you this. Okay, I, you, you brought that up. The first Hispanic coach in the NFL was Tom Flores. Yeah. Of the Raiders. Which is funny because he was replaced by Art Shell, the first black head coach. Art so, you know,
2: the but, Roonies uh, the in and the Raiders. <laughs> but I
0: don't even have an Asian head coach. Huh? I'm just, I'm just kidding.
2: Yeah, I had no Asian well, coach, Steve,
0: right? Steve, Steve, you're, you're stuck in the room. To, uh, I have, I have that job is anyone. Hold on.
1: The other day, totally random. I don't mean to pivot, but I was thinking about a random, you know, Asians in the in the NFL. And you know, it came into my mind. You guys remember that win? Yeah. yeah. The linebacker from Texas A&M. He was too yeah. small. He had the London Fletcher vibe going for a while, and, he, and then eventually he just had injury. He back for him, but yeah, totally random.
2: Former Yin King Chow, man. Uh, well, Eugene stars. Chung, Euro
1: Eugene Chung out of Euro. Miami was a
2: good left tackle for for a hot second, but Norm
0: Chow, yeah, didn't didn't Young Way Ku, Young Way uh, kicker, yeah, there you go, yeah, there you go, and but... that's about where it ends. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> on that <laughs> note, <laughs> but yeah, so I think I think that's hey, because Asians still all play baseball. <laughs> Is Eugene yes.
2: Chung? What about the Chung to play for New England?
1: Uh, Eugene, Eugene Chung Eugene was Chung. the tackle for Miami. I don't know, remember where he played. He could no, have the safety have,
2: of playing Patrick, for New England, yeah. Patrick, Chung. That dude Eugene Chung was in black. I don't think he was. I don't think he was
0: a, a, like Hachimura
2: Black, though. Like oh, Tiger Woods, yeah.
0: <laughs> like I Tyson Beckford. Tiger Woods is Kaplan Asian.
2: first off, what is he doing
1: with the name Chung? That's what I want to know. I don't know. He's Jamaican.
2: I mean, what's what's Harold's middle name doing, Devonte? I mean, you know, it happens.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Oh, he Sam, Samuel so, Devonte so, Harold. No, no, no. no. So, so Patrick, I got it right here. Patrick's father's name Ronald Chung is of Chinese descent.
2: There you it's
1: go. Not, it's not his paternal father.
2: Oh, so he was adopted by Asian people.
1: uh you—he know, came over with his his mom. His mom basically.
2: Is Asian. Uh, his mom at the time is Asian?
1: recording. Sophia worked as a teacher of hearing impaired. She married her manager Ronald Chung, with whom she relocated to Miami. Yeah.
2: So he's he's half Chinese. I don't think he is. Sounds like his daddy is Chinese. His mom went to China. Married a Chinese dude. Had him.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Wikipedia is not making it very clear.
2: Yeah, John Snow. Nah. No. <laughs> 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 We're gonna find one of you guys in there. No offense. Aston,
1: Jeremy Lynn. Jeremy <laughs> Lin in, yeah. hey, No, I, I think we're all excited to see Eric Bieniemy uh become our offensive coordinator. It's gonna be a fun ride. And we can't really start talking football yet. Franchise tag windows upon us. Hines Ward, agent. Heinz Ward, also a good Teddy, good dealers, Teddy Bruschi. Um,
2: Teddy
1: Brewski. Taylor Bruschi was part agent? I don't yeah. know. He could have yeah. been.
0: I thought, he was just, I thought he was just a total guido. Nah. Looks,
1: yeah, brisky, yeah, Italian. That's some Italian. I don't know. It uh, was
0: spelled like it was like some kind of product you make out of ham. I know.
1: <laughs> On Monday, coming up, we have uh, one of our friends from the Pigskin Podcast Network coming to join us. Uh, we're gonna be talking about their impressions of Eric Bieniemy. Haven't lived through being Chiefs fans for a very long time, and they're gonna give us a whole rundown on Eric Bieniemy, what they think of him, his tendencies, how he will do in Washington, what's their thoughts on losing him, et cetera, et cetera. So, I think it'd be a good episode. Please stay tuned for that one coming up out on Monday. Uh, but this is something new for us, you know, reacting to some videos. Uh, please leave us a comment. Let us know how you feel about it. How, how, did, how, did, how did it go? Did we do well? Leave your comments. Let us know what you thought about Eric bien uh, down in the chat below. We're excited to hear back from you. And you can always find this podcast on any audio platform, Apple Google, Spotify, iHeart, Odyssey, anywhere you get your audio podcasts from. You can find it. is
2: Filipino, by the way. Filipino. Okay. There you go. There you go did not know that I would have thought I was with you Phil. I have thought he would be Italian which I was weird about like Asian Filipinos because all Filipinos have Hispanic names to me like Manny
1: they do there's a huge by the Spanish The ah. conquistadors, there's a huge Spanish influence in
0: the Philippines there's
1: Spanish influence there's Indian influence there's Chinese influence the Philippines is just a huge mixing bowl
0: there's an American influence too there's an American
1: influence too yes after World War II huge american influence out there
0: I mean, well been- actually it was after the spanish-american war so that's one of the things not only did we liberate cuba we took the philippines as well because yeah. you know what
1: fuck them
0: <laughs> we'll take that by the way people yes i'm, I'm a history buff too I'll take that. all, right.
1: all <laughs> right fellas any shout outs before we close out
2: this uh shout out to my daughter man uh Alyssa perry she's a a cheerleader for Arizona University. She is qualified for the national championships in California. Start tomorrow, man. Yeah. So, so uh, check that out. Maybe on ESPN, you or ESPN two or something like that. So check that out. She should be on there cheerleading, or or I guess drill team dancing, whatever they call it, dance teaming, something like that. So check
0: that out. it? she's in a drill music competition.
2: Well, I think it's uh tomorrow. I think tomorrow they're doing um. What's the one you just uh, get that big ass mat and run across the stunts or whatnot yeah yeah so i think i boss- i know
0: I, I know it i know what you're talking yeah, about yeah. i just had to make the drill music joke
2: ah it's just it's just stunts man she's out there uh doing that so good stuff then, I
0: she, say, or... she going up against chief keith <laughs> <Nah.
1: laughs> uh, before i give phil the mic i do want to give a shout out to the pick game podcast network and draftkings Because we didn't do it earlier, we're going to do it now. Let's give you a a quick hot second to win some money. Stay tuned. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more, plus same gang parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props. Your betting options feel endless. Now that football's over, it's now on to the NBA and Major League Baseball. That's right. That's what I'm looking forward to. But best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN. Tango Papa Papa November. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age, eligibility, or Hey, we want to thank you for tuning in to the video today. We had some technical difficulties at the end where we couldn't all three finish, but we really appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, this is a historic event for us. We're super excited to have Eric Bienemi as our new offensive coordinator. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed your press conference. We hope you guys enjoyed this video. Um, so please give us a like and subscribe. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We couldn't ask for much better to be kicking it with you guys. I know this is pre-recorded, but stay tuned. We'll be back on live next week. Um, as always, peace and hail. We out. Hey, tune in on Monday. We got some cheese fans coming. Let's go. <music>